Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. We are all under a lot of stress in this pandemic, and today we're going to be talking about meditation, and Dr. Liz Hale has joined me. And Dr. Liz, tell us first of all, how can meditation really help us get through these these stressful times? Oh, goodness, right? We've all heard the term mindfulness, right? And then there's meditation. What's, what's the difference? What is it all about? There are many forms of meditation, but mindfulness is where you bring your full mind to an object, right? It could even just be your breath. It gives you just this new awareness of being in the present moment, not worried about COVID-19, not worried about what school, what's going to happen with the school, not worried about, about if your mask fits right. <laughs> it's just being in this moment of just awareness and attention, and it's been practiced for, for years, right, for centuries all over the world, thousands of years. And so many times we'll tell each other when someone's upset, right, if you have a child that's angry or stressed or anxious or a good friend or a coworker, and you'll say, what do you say? Just take a deep breath, right? And, and sometimes we say that because we don't know what else to say. But the truth of the matter, taking a deep breath it's not, it's not overrated. It's exactly what we should be doing. I tell myself that. Do when I get good. all worked up, I get emotional about something, and I just say, okay, most things are fine. Take <laughs> a deep breath and just try to refocus your energy. Nice. You know, do you ever watch a baby breathe when they take a deep mm-hmm. breath, a little child? Where do they breathe from their belly, right? right? Their belly rises and falls. But somewhere between childhood and adulthood, most of us subconsciously change the way we breathe, and not for the better. Right. I hold my breath all the time, and yes. I have been made aware of that, and I work on it all the time. Even <laughs> though I'm aware you. of it, I still do it, right? Our chest rises, and that's when we're holding our breath instead of our bellies. And, you know, there's so many interesting uh, meditation apps right now. I tried one last week that my client told me about, and it's a chime, and the chime actually goes every 15 minutes or hour. You can change it according to what you want. But it's this sound right here. I have my own chime, Maria, so let me, let me play it for you. I think mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful sound. And you just listen for that chime, and you just let the vibration, your mind follow the vibration all the way up to the very, very end. Isn't that a beautiful sound? Mm-hmm. So that chime comes on my app. The first time it came, I was talking to a client over my cell phone, and the chime went off, and I said to them, because it's somebody I trust I've been working with quite a while, I said, can I ask you, did you hear that chime, or is that just me? 
<laughs> I was hoping it was just on my end, you know, but um, anyway, I, it's wonderful that what that does, that signals me to like, okay, take a deep breath. Where's your breathing? Where are your shoulders? You know, are you shallow breathing or deep breathing? So sometimes it's just those simple reminders of being here in the moment. I love that. And you have come up for us with the ABCs of meditation. So I want you to tell us about that, things to think about when we really want to take on some purposeful meditation. Mm-hmm. So A is for attention. And as you practice meditative attention, if you will, that then blesses our lives across the board, whether we're in school or work or writing a book or, or painting a project. When we practice first focusing our attention during meditation, it improves in other areas of our life. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. So the attention would be the chime I just played for you. It could be even mindful eating. Um, I could use that. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a a cup of raisins there. Let's make them chocolate-covered, okay? Just because they're more delicious. (laughs) That's true. So I would take one chocolate-covered raisin. I'd have a client do this. And we'd put one raisin in our mouths, and we would just savor one raisin. I know that I know a woman who lost 60 pounds just by savoring her food. The trick is you pay attention to what's in your mouth, one raisin at a time. You don't pull and go for another raisin, right, until that first raisin is, have you, you swallowed it. And you make sure it's eaten very, you know, chewed very well. And you think about who, who gave me this raisin, where did it come from? Who grew this grape? What was the process of this reason? Who put chocolate on it? Because <laughs> um, so many times we're just hand-to-mouth eating, right? Have you ever done that when you're oh, watching TV? No, or... have I ever done it? How about all the yes! time? <laughs> all the time. I do it all the time driving. I, I try not to. I'm very, I try to be, just be more aware of what we're doing. And that's really all what meditation is. You could do this even when brushing your teeth. Focus your attention on brushing your teeth, on combing your child's hair, you know, and giving someone a hug in your family, <laughs> eating lunch, talking with a friend, exercising. Just be there right right then and right there. Not multitasking. Multitasking is well, overrated. We think that we're doing such a great thing and we're not. I think studies have proven that in our brain that it is so much better to do one thing at a time. Be here right now. Clear everything else away. So take a one, deep breath. Pay attention. Take a deep breath. Yep, just do one thing at a time. So that's awareness. That's attention, rather. B, if we're going into to the, the B part of A, B, C, D, E, is just a behavior. Focusing your behavior on breathing is one of them, right? Your body memorizes slowing down and, and breathing deeply. Of course, you and I both know we can go three weeks without food, three days without water, and three minutes without air. Deep breathing is crucial. It actually changes the chemistry in the brain, and it increases oxygen in the body. So many people you've heard, right, Maria, people say stress is killing us. There's probably some truth to that. Oh, I think there is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we could focus on, okay, how can I just be here in this moment calmly, being here, eliminating the stress or at least decreasing it, we're certainly going to be more present in our relationships. And I think that's just really a great thing. My, my favorite breathing exercise I've done for years is just imagine a box, right? Four sides. So you breathe in for a count of five going up one side of the box. And you hold that count of five. And you come down for the count of five as an exhale. And you hold that exhale for a count of five. So I've just in my mind's eye made a box. 
up for five, hold it for five, down for five, exhale for five, in other words, and hold that for five. If you're working with a child, one idea is to bring up your hand. See how your hand has five fingers if you're blessed? You've got five fingers there. Mm -hmm. And you imagine that's a birthday candle. Each one of those is a birthday candle on your fingers, and you blow them out one candle at a time. So take a deep breath in and blow all the way and have your child do the second. Take a deep breath in and blow hard and blow all the way, all the air out for that second candle and so on. It's a great thing to do for kids. Speaking of kids, you and I both know who Goldie Hawn is, right? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of a program called Mind Up? Have not. Uh, It's very cool. She's the founder. She's done meditation for years, Goldie Hawn. So she created this school program. So far, it's reached, I don't know how many, I want to say 6 million children over the world. I mean, it's quite, quite phenomenal. It's in many, many schools. And she teaches kids through teachers to do brain breaks where a child sitting in a classroom will suddenly hear the chime, the teacher plays, and suddenly they know to come to the front of the room, sit in a circle, cross their legs, close their eyes, and breathe deeply. Isn't that, isn't that pretty cool? I've needed that my entire life. A brain break. <laughs> and they do it, I think, three or four times a day. They teach these kids about their amygdala, which is the fight, flight, freeze, or faint, right? That part of our brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they have, I, I wish we had this visual that you and I could do, but our hand becomes our brain where we tuck our thumb under and our fingers over. Underneath where that thumb is, is where the amygdala sits. And we want the amygdala to stay small because not everything is an emergency. When we go around treating life as if problems are emergencies, we're just in a constant state of stress. So I love that kids are learning this in schools. And they're learning to do better on their homework as they have diminished their stress. So their focus becomes enhanced, which their learning then becomes enhanced. What a great idea. And they'll carry that through life. Through the rest of their life. Right. That's going to take down their blood pressure. I mean, I can see where that's going to help them out physically. More and more parents, as as we know, are going to be doing more homeschooling. Why not bring in something like MindUp, right? They could Google MindUp and have their own program in their own home. What a wonderful idea. There's glitter jars you can make where you just focus on the glitter rising from the, the swirling emotion, the swirlingness of like a... Uh, of a tornado, and mm-hmm. you just watch the, the glitter fall at the bottom of the jar. Everything you do really is an opportunity for mindfulness, driving in the car, filling the hands on your steering wheel, focusing on what you're seeing, what you're smelling. Everything can be a chance for just being more here right now, whatever you're doing. Should we go to the C? I think we should go to C. All right. So we've got attention. We've got the behavior like breathing. C is cognition. So now what we can do is we can add a mantra, if you will. There's so many cool mantras out there. And i I, I got to tell you, Maria, I'm really interested in doing more of this with marital therapy because I think that what we think about, how we view our spouses all day long, mm-hmm. our perception of them, I don't think we have communication problems. I think we often have perception problems. How am I perceiving that person? And what am I thinking about them when I'm away from them? So I'm looking into that. It's more of a meta meditation, M-E-T-T-A, right. about relationships. Um, but one of my favorite ones is from Hawaii. It's an old Hawaiian practice called Ho'oponopono. It's spelled just like it sounds if anyone wants to Google it. Mm-hmm. And it's four statements. So I'll do this when there's someone who's 
troubling me in my life. Maybe I haven't connected with or we're not getting along or there's been a miscommunication. And I'll think about that person. And the four statements are, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. In other words, we're saying, I love you. I'm sorry for the role that I played in our disconnect. Please forgive me for that role. And thank you for being my teacher. Wonderful. The most difficult people in our world, our lives, are usually our best teachers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're being taught all the time. Relationships are not meant to be easy, and, they're, and they aren't. No. <laughs> they stick true to their word. And, and we are. We're, um, we're clumsy, and we're inconvenient as people, and it just is the way, the way it is. Some of the others that I've seen um, online I think are, are nice are, may you be happy, may you be well, may you be comfortable, and at peace. So everyone can find their own mantra. They can make their own mantra up of the things that they focus on. But improving and enhancing that cognition of a mantra of sorts, you can just think love, peace, calm. You could have just a one-word phrase. But again, whatever we're doing on this attention, behavior, cognition, in that moment of mindfulness, meditation, improves what we do outside of that meditation state, right? Which is the point, right? That's the whole point. That's (laughs) right. D is really dedication. I love that Aristotle says, we are what we repeatedly do. So if we are repeatedly having that amygdala fire off, it's usually just an almond-shaped part of the brain, getting bigger and bigger, we are just going to be one emergency after another, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we've got this heightened This state may of be me. I'm going to have to work on this. <laughs> <laughs> and we can all relate to that. It wouldn't just be you. That's, that's for, for certain. But staying dedicated to something, it could be five to ten minutes a day. It could be every time you pick up that toothbrush, that could be your anchor that says, I am really going to focus on brushing my teeth. I'm going to imagine each aspect of my gums here. I'm going to imagine that plaque falling right off. So you get, you get the idea, using as many senses perhaps as possible in a, in a given moment if you want, or using just a couple senses, the things that you're hearing, the things that you're seeing, um, what are you tasting, what are you feeling in your fingertips, we get the idea. Right, and that so dedication too is really like forming a good habit, which improves the dedication. We are what we do repeatedly. I think it's a great, that's a great phrase. I have that one up in my office. And then E is empathy, which is kind of an interesting one. It goes back to why I really want to have the courage to bring this into more of my marital therapy. It's interesting to think, isn't it, that even this solo seated activity, when you're not talking to anyone, could actually improve your relationship and your social skills. Mm -hmm. You can train yourself to feel more compassionate and loving. And empathy and compassion, we know, have tremendous health benefits for our, our happiness and our physical well-being, our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. So the part of the brain tended to become more active following mindfulness training is the prefrontal cortex. And that, Maria, here's, I think, is the take-home point. That's what's associated with impulse control and maturity. That helped a nine-year-old boy who was in a mind, this mind-up program of Goldie Hans we talked about. He reported coming back from recess to his teacher and said, you know, a recess today, Bobby pushed me, my best friend, and I first off wanted to turn around and shove Bobby back. And then I thought, you know what, if I shove Bobby, he's no longer going to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to. And I'm so glad I didn't 
Miss Smith, because what happened was I learned that Dylan pushed Bobby, who then pushed me. It was just an accident. But that kind of let me just pause here and think about this. Take I mean, a that breath. Is brilliant. Can you imagine <laughs> if all of our society learned to do that? Right. If we did that in our marriages, in our families, in every relationship, with the craziness of what's going on when we have all these different factors of protest going, if we can just pause and say, now, what, where is this really going to take me? If I do this, where will that end up? So Instead of that action-reaction behavior. Yes. Yes, if we could just learn to pause and control ourselves. Another child who was in the Mind Up program came home from the weekend, came back to school from the weekend and said, you know, my dad, my daddy, he was putting together a shed, and the shed did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> there were parts that were missing, little little screws that were not there, and he was just cursing and throwing a fit. And I said to him, daddy, daddy, it's just a shed. It's just a shed. You know, and I thought, oh, good for her. It's just a shed. Mm-hmm. I think about that when I'm just even by myself and I might be provoked in anger. You know, just the other day I had this huge gallon of barbecue sauce fell from the top shelf all the oh. way to the hard floor. No. And I had barbecue sauce. I'm still cleaning up barbecue sauce. <laughs> You're finding it in places. It went to the blinds. Oh. It went into my printer. I had a big fat mess, and I thought, okay, Liz, you know, practice what you preach. <laughs> Here's your time to find something humorous about this. Find the good news. That, that could have been worse. Well, could think of that deep cleaning you're doing. <laughs> What's that? What about the Think cleaning? of that deep cleaning you're now doing. Oh, my goodness, the deep cleaning. <laughs> That's right. Not that I really wanted to, but no. yeah, I'm a part of that deep cleaning task now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Liz, so, uh, what wonderful things for people just to really think about when they're so stressed out. Uh, yeah, even just right now, we can just focus right now on where are our shoulders? Are they down? Is our, is our gut out, you know, breathing right like a child breathes? We can just change that. And when you say take a deep breath, it's true. It's true. It's not overrated. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, your ABCs of meditation with us today. Such a pleasure. I always love being with you, Maria. Thank you so much. Let's it love having me. you. It soothes me to be with you. Oh, it definitely soothes me, and I and it definitely makes me pay more attention to what I'm doing. So thank mm-hmm. you again. It's a skill that can be learned. Take good care now. You too. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. now. Bye-bye.